and we're thankful that we can celebrate the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who has risen from the dead. Now, this is a miracle. Uh, no one thought that he could be risen from the dead. The apostles and the disciples, they didn't think so. Uh, Pontius Pilate was surprised. The soldiers were surprised. Uh, even uh, Mary was surprised. But Jesus said, I will be crucified, but I will rise again on the third day. And he did to the glory of God. And what that means is that we all will rise again from the dead. Isn't that good news that we don't have to lay in the grave? But Jesus has conquered sin, uh, death, and the grave. We don't have to fear death anymore because we know when this life is over, we'll fly away and be with him. Reserve, a place reserved for us in heaven. Do you have your reservation? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to meet the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to have a place that's prepared for you in heaven? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so excited that uh, th if we had uh, hope in this world only, we would be all men most miserable. But we have a new life that's prepared for us, a glorious life where we have streets of gold, we have mansions in the sky, we have uh, uh, the anointing flowing through us constantly, we have the joy of the Lord is our strength, we have love, unspeakable joy. We just thank God that we have a place where we can go. So it's a good thing. Now, Easter uh, or Resurrection Sunday actually uh, lets us know how God fulfills his word. He fulfills his promises. Let's pause and celebrate once more the, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he, risen, because he rose from the dead, we will rise as well. This is good news. Amen? This is great news to all of those that are around, and it's a reason for us to tell others that we don't have to fear death. We don't have to worry about uh, not being able to come out of the grave, but we have that uh, in, in ourselves. Now, no one has predicted that they would be able to come out from the grave. Oh, one guy, Houdini, he said, he was an escape artist, he said, if there's any way to escape death, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to come back and show you how I did it. Well, that was in 1926, and we still haven't seen him yet. So we're still waiting for him. Other predictions that I knew about when I was growing up in 1964, a young boxer out of Louisville said, I will upset the world. I am going to defeat Sonny Liston, the heavyweight champion. Now, Sonny Liston was an eight-to-one favorite. He was an awesome fighter. He would not only knock people out, he'd put him in the hospital. And uh, so he said, I will upset the world. And he did. He overcame and then there was another guy as I was growing up in 1969, a guy named Joe Namath. They nicknamed him Broadway Joe. And he was supposed to, uh, he said he would guarantee a win over the Baltimore Coats, and he did. They were 18-point underdog. But no one has predicted that they would rise up from the dead and actually accomplish it. It was a wonderful feat that the Lord has done because the Lord always delivers. He always comes through. He told his disciples, that I must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on that third day. So we know that Jesus did a great thing. So we can pray and know that God is going to do great things in our life. Let's pray during these times that the Lord would resurrect our hope and our life 
in, in uh, these troubled times. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that as we come before you, we can rejoice that we have peace knowing that you love us, you care for us, and that you're watching over us. We thank you that we had that peace that we can share with others to let them know that Jesus Christ is still on the throne, that we have peace with him, and you can have peace with him as well. So, Father, we pray for all those that are uh, uh, troubled or concerned about their finances or concerned about their provision, concerned about their health. Father, I thank you that you give them peace and let them know that you have, pro you have given them a promise that they can believe in you all the days of their life. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, that you're working in their lives. We thank you that this is the time that we as saints of God can share the light of the world, share the light of the Lord to the world, and we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Charles is going to come and give us some announcements and let us know what's happening ar around uh, New Heart Foursquare Church. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, happy Resurrection Sunday. Uh, I really look forward to Sunday uh, at this time more so than normal because it's the only day that I get to go out of the house. Um, we're on strict grocery delivery uh, at both Canon Zero households. Uh, so it's just really great. Uh, it's the only day I get out of my pajamas. It's the only day that I get to dress up and um, deliver a message to all you. So I very much look forward to every Sunday. Uh, so it's great seeing you all, and it's great to be celebrating uh, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today. Um, so it's so great to be with you all. Um, I just wanted to give you all an encouragement. I think a lot of times we wake up every morning, at least I think to myself, man, this feels like Groundhog Day because it's over, it's just the same thing over and over again. And, you know, when is this going to be over? Um, but, you know, I have really seen a lot of great things happening uh, within the congregation at our church, just via text and uh, via phone calls and um, just online with comments. There's just so many testimonies. Everything that my parents and I have been praying for the congregation here at New Heart uh, for many years is starting to come to pass. I just see so much spiritual growth and development in everybody. Uh, parents are homeschooling their kids. I'm getting reports that parents are teaching their kids about kindness at home. Um, you know, I'm sharing the information, the devotions for the youth and for the young adults in our church on Instagram, and Sully's been teaching on Instagram. I had one person tell me that he reads uh, the devotionals every night because it makes him feel safe. Um, just amazing things that are happening. People that I have, uh, haven't come to church in many years, I'm sending them the, the, the elementary and the toddler lessons, and they're so thankful. They're just so thankful, and they're teaching those lessons to their kids. So those are just some opportunities during this time. Send, if you know somebody who has kids, send them the elementary or the toddler lesson, or tell them to watch on Facebook or to watch on Instagram. It's really an amazing and remarkable um, just thing to see how open they are to the things of God. In fact, right now, 800 um, mental health hotlines, the, the amount of calls have gone up 850%, and the sales of alcohol has gone up 50%. People are stressed out, and they're turning to anything that they can to help them cope with this um, situation. But we know that the best thing that they can turn to to cope is Jesus and the Word of God. So please be telling your friends and family about all the resources that we have. Give them, send them scriptures because I guarantee you right now they are open more so than any other time. So 
uh, please uh, don't see this time as a negative. See it as a positive. And I, we are so proud of everyone here at New Heart Foursquare Church, the way we're banding together, the way that we're working together. Please, if you need help getting grocery delivery um, through Instacart or through Vons, please give me a call. Please let me know how I can be helping you, especially um, if you're an, in, at an at-risk um, stage in your life, please let me know. I'm more than happy to help you in any way that I can. Um, I just want to also tell you, like, like we've been doing every week, Facebook Live, we're having the sermon via Facebook Live like we are today for Easter Sunday. Uh, that's probably going to continue until at least May 15th because the LA, uh, because LA County has extended the stay-at-home order until May 15th. Uh, the youth, so the Instagram Live, I also want to mention, it's for young adults too, people who are in college. The, the, the content works for both youth and it works for young adults. So please, if you have young adult age uh, kids, or um, I guess they're adults now, but if you have young adults in your life that you know uh, that w- might, um, that might uh, be able to uh, benefit from some of the services on Instagram Live from Sully, please, you know, have them tune in as well. And then uh, today, we're going to have Margaret Almaraz teach the elementary class. She's got some really great things prepared. She's going to sing a song. I think Mondo, her husband, is going to um, play the guitar, and she's going to sing, and she's going to teach on goodness. So please tune into that uh, at 1130 on Facebook Live for the elementary Super Kids Academy, and then the youth and young adults on Instagram Live at uh, 1130 as well, and that's Pacific time. Uh, just to let you know, if you can't find our Facebook or Instagram pages, all you have to do is search for New Heart, the number four, Y-O-U, that's N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U. Um, and then also, uh, for uh, if you want to listen to the sermon afterwards, you can always watch it on Facebook or Instagram for the Youth and Young Adult Sermon or um, message. Uh, but you can also go onto our website at newheartforyou.com. That's N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U.com, and click media, and you can listen to the audio of the sermon. You can also donate online if you click uh, give online. Uh, and if you're not able to access the Internet or you're not comfortable donating online, you can also mail a check to um, the church office, New Heart Foursquare Church, 380. East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. So anyways, I hope you all have a blessed Easter, blessed Resurrection Sunday. Um, I know that we can't all be together, but we're all together in spirit. And I just want to leave you with one uh, just reminder. Uh, It says in Psalms 9111 that God will command his angels concerning you to protect you in all your ways. In Matthew 2653, Jesus also says, Um, don't you know that I can appeal to my Father and he will send 12 legions of angels? So in in Scripture, it basically says that God, if you pray to him, can send 12 legions of angels to protect you during this time. And a legion of of Roman soldiers was 6,000 men at the time. So 12 legions of 6,000 angels is 72,000 angels that will guard you, that Jesus and God will command his 72,000 angels to guard, uh, concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. So please remember that this week, and please remember to tell your friends and family about the good news. Uh, Even though we can't be together, you can still communicate by text, by phone, and all other modern electronic means. Thanks, and have a great uh, Easter Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Charles. Uh, Good to have someone that can just
give us all the information that we need to stay connected. So I want to take you back to the Garden of Gethsemane, remembering how Jesus was arrested, how he surrendered himself to the Roman soldiers. And I'm sure the disciples were a little amazed because they used to see Jesus just walk through the crowds when they tried to stone him, when they tried to throw him over the cliff. But this time, he submitted himself to the Roman government. They couldn't believe it. They saw Jesus go, and they hurled insults at him. They whipped him. They scourged him. They beat him. They put a crown of thorns over his head. They watched him climb up that hill of Calvary. They nailed him to the cross. They put him upright on the, the beams, and they watched him die in agony for three hours. Oh, my God. You know, when I was growing up, I used to do, do the Stations of the Cross, and I used to cry every time that I went through them and saw and thought about how Jesus died for us. And I'm sure uh, those that were there cried as well. What a terrible thing to see your Savior being nailed to the cross. They were ho hopeless and helpless because they didn't know how to save him. But uh, the disciples were amazed because this is not the way it was supposed to end. It wasn't supposed to have this kind of ending. They were surprised. And how many times are you surprised when you pray to God, you want it to work out a certain way, and it doesn't just work out the way you wanted to? Maybe you were believing for a job that you didn't get. Maybe you were believing for a church that you didn't get. Maybe you're believing for a spouse that you didn't get. But God has a plan for you, and you have to keep your faith up and believe that God is going to work all things together for your good. He has a better plan for you. He has a plan that he's established before the foundation of the world. So let's go back into Mark chapter 16, starting at verse 1. And it gets kind of crazy here because the Bible says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might come and anoint Jesus. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? What had happened was the chief priests and Pharisees said, We don't want the disciples to steal the body of Jesus and say that he rose from the dead. So let's put a stone in front of the tomb. Now, I did a little research. This was just not any ordinary stone. It was four to six feet in diameter, and it was one inch uh, thick, and it weighed over 2,000 pounds, one ton. Can you imagine that? How Now, these ladies, I don't know what they were thinking. They were going to the tomb, and they were wondering, well, who's going to roll away the stone? Stone. You know, I, I found out in my life, ladies, you know, if the men aren't there, if Peter and John aren't there, they go ahead and take care of business on their own. I used to watch my wife not watch her, but I would come home from work, and I saw the living room furniture moved and the bedroom furniture move, and I said, who helped you move this? She said, I did it myself. I said, well, how did you do that? She said, well, I put my back up against the wall, and I put my feet, and I just pushed the furniture. And I said, my Lord. So these ladies were determined to anoint Jesus. Why did they have to anoint him after he was in the grave? Well, they didn't have time to anoint him when they pulled him off the cross because sun was setting and the Sabbath was, and they couldn't work on the Sabbath, so they had to come back. Now, the other problem was there was Roman soldiers there. How were they going to get past the Roman soldiers? These women didn't care. They had a purpose. They wanted to anoint Jesus. So when they got there, 
they found out that the stone was already rolled away. Has that ever happened to you where you were thinking about something all night, praying about it? Oh, Lord, how's this going to work out? And when you get there, it's all taken care of. The Lord has already taken care of it. The Lord had already rolled the stone away. And I know in my days, sometimes I'll look at things and I go, oh, this is going to be a terrible situation. But the Lord takes care of it, and all of a sudden it turns beautiful. You might say, oh, I'm in a going to have a stressful situation. No, the Lord changes it, and all of a sudden you have a peaceful situation. Or you might say, oh, it looks like I'm going to lose everything, and you don't even lose a thing. Well, God can handle the big stones in your life. God can handle the obstacles that you're facing. God can take care of them even before you get there. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. I like that. I like that we have a God that sees ahead, knows what we need before we need it, and is able to provide for us. So we can remember that as the ladies went with pure of heart, and the Lord had already rolled away the stone. Amen? Now, my question is, why didn't Jesus just stay there by the tomb? Because when they got there, the tomb was empty, but Jesus was not there. He had gone. And the angel said, he is not here, but he is risen, just as he said. So they knew that he, had, he wasn't in the tomb, but they wanted to know, where is he? Where is the Lord? Now, if it was me, this is how the Lord is, is so much better than I am. If it was me, I would take a victory lap around Jerusalem saying, hey, you thought you got me. You thought you crucified me. But here I am. I'm alive again. Hallelujah. And, but he didn't do that. Or I would have gone to the Pharisees and Sadducees and said, yeah, you thought you got me. You, you, you thought, don't you believe me now that I am the Son of God as I have risen from the dead? Or I would have gone to uh, uh, other people and say, you know, or Pontius Pilate. Hey, Pontius Pilate, you didn't, you, 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 you turned me over to the Roman soldiers, but I have overcome sin and death and the grave. But he didn't do that. He used three ways, this is what we're going to talk about, he used three ways to prove that he was alive. Are you ready for this? The three ways are, first, is his word. When the angel said, he is not risen, or he is not dead, but he has risen just as he said. Because Jesus' word, when he speaks it, it'll come to pass. We have to believe that when Jesus speaks a word to us, it will come to pass. Has he not spoken it? Will he surely bring it to pass? And that's what we have to know, that the angel connected with Jesus' resurrection with his word. We have to connect the resurrection of our life, the resurrection of our situations, the resurrection of our finances, the resurrection for our healing, the resurrection for anything that is ailing you. Jesus said that he would do it, and so we have to believe in his word. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Now, let's look at some of the sequence of events. The first one is that, like I said, the Word of God was true. We have to believe that the Word of God is true in our life, even though it looks impossible, even though it looks like it's insurmountable. Jesus said, I will rise from the dead. So we have to take this and believe that we can trust in the Word for our resurrection of everything that we're facing. Amen? We have to trust in his word. The second thing we have to believe is our witness. Amen? Jesus used Mary, Mary Magdalene in all four Gospels. She was the first one that Jesus came to, and he used her because her life had changed. 
He's going to use us to tell others that Jesus is alive because of the change in our life, the way we are, the way we act. We don't act the same way we used to. We don't like the same things that we used to like. We don't hang around the same people that we used to hang around. Our whole attitude has changed. You know, my sister sent me a picture of me uh, in my yesteryear, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I was on the top of the roof. I had a kind of like a scarecrow stick man uh, next to me that I had made up. I, I had the uh, basketball for a head. I had my letterman jacket, and I had my baseball pants on. I had a racket and a golf club in my hand. And I guess I was thinking that I was Mr. Sports. Why I'm on the top of the roof, I don't know. So I showed it to my wife, and I said, do you know when this was taken? Do you think I was saved during that time? And she, looked, she took one look, and she said, no way. Well, that's because I've changed. Have you changed? Has your life changed? Is it, the Bible says that our outward man perishes, but our inward man is being renewed day by day. We are being born again, or we are uh, renewing our life every day. We get stronger and better because we know the Lord. Amen? Is that your life? So you don't do the things that you used to do. I'm not the same as I used to be, and you're not the same as you used to be as well. Is there anybody out there that can say, yes, my life has changed? Well, even the way you are now is not going to be the way you're going to end up. You're going to get softer and more loving and more kind as the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us. And the third thing that Jesus used to let us know that He's alive is His presence. When His presence fills us up, we know that Jesus is alive. The Lord came to me this morning, and He just reassured me that everything that I'm doing, He's happy with, He's pleased with. And He'll do the same for you, because He's there to help you and guide you. He's not there to condemn you or criticize you. We thank God that we have a risen Savior that is alive on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And anyone that opens up the door, he'll come in and sup with him. The Almighty God, the Everlasting Father said, I want to reside and, and dwell in you and encourage you and strengthen you and love you with an everlasting love. Isn't that good news? I, I, just, I just love to, to know that that I have a God that I can call upon. All I need to do is raise my hands and say, Lord, I love you. I, I welcome you. I worship you. I praise you. I glorify you. And he comes. He comes, and then that's how you know that he's here. It's his presence. Praise the Lord. So let's look at the changes in the natural. Everything changed when Jesus came. Even the calendar changed. We, now we have B.C., before Christ, and A.D., which means the year of the Lord, the whole calendar changed. What we've been using for all, for etern for all life uh, changed. Even the Jewish worship day changed from Saturday to Sunday. When they met the Lord on Sunday, they said, we're going to worship you all the days of our lives. So these three things I want you to know can change your life. First, the Word of God. We know that the Word of God is true, and as we put the Word of God into our situations, we will see changes. We will see resurrection power in our life. When we witness, the Bible says that we're supposed to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. 
Amen? Make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to be witnesses. God uses imperfect people like us who have been perfected by the love of God to go forth and that people can see the change in our hearts and in our lives. And then thirdly, the presence of God. People can sense that you are in the presence of God when you're near them. They can sense the joy and the peace that you have because you know someone that is greater than us, everlasting Father. So let's pray right now as we get ready to close. I wanted to give you a short message to encourage you, and hopefully it'll cause you to read the Bible, find out God's Word, enjoy His presence, presence, and be a witness to others. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Those of you that are listening on Facebook, those of you that are listening on our website, know that God has risen. He's risen from the dead, and He's risen in our hearts to be Lord and Savior of all that we do. Father, we just thank you that you empower us with your spirit, with your presence, and with your goodness. We thank you that, Lord, we can be witnesses throughout the whole world so that they may know that there is a risen Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you that we're renewed in our minds and in our hearts to do those things that you've called us to do, that we will not shrink back, we will not be shy, but we will be bold in knowing the Lord has risen and he's risen in our hearts. We thank you. For all uh, of you that are listening, we praise God for you. We pray for you. I pray for you every morning. I pray, and I let the Lord bring up people that I, I feel need prayer. I'm so thankful that you're doing the things of the Lord. We're thankful that you are uh, bringing in your tithes and your offerings. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all of your increase, so that your barns would be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. We thank you that he's providing for you. He's uh, giving you ways to, to get income if you've been laid off or if you, your income has been cut off. God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So God bless you. I'll see you next week.